0: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff
1: Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. My guest today is the founder and director of Racing with Autism in Tasmania. She's also a learning support officer with Avidity Training. In recognition of a significant community contribution, Jeff Benj is acknowledged as a finalist in the 2021 TADPAC Print Service to the Disability Sector Award in the Tasmanian Young Achiever Award. Jess, it's really great to have you on the podcast today. Welcome.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: My oh, absolute pleasure. You do so much good work in the community. It's really exciting to be able to share some of your story today. Now, I know that you have a driving passion. Excuse the pun, for making a difference in the lives of others. What led you down that path?
0: Yeah, so a really, I guess, interesting um, story as to how I got to where I am today. And it it started when I was quite young. Um, I grew up with my cousin who has a severe disability. So that was my interest and in, in my passion in wanting to work with people who have disabilities. And I've seen her struggles and I really wanted to see if I could fill a void there and, and prevent that for other families. So When I went through school, I dedicated my learning to um, different subjects that would then lead me into to be able to go straight into the workforce as soon as possible. And I was really lucky to get a really great work placement um, on my uh, traineeship at Giant Steps in Deloraine, which is a school for children on the autism spectrum. So I spent quite a few years there, um, getting everything down packed, learning lots of things. Um, and then moved on to a couple of um, different positions, one back at my high school that I went to um, where I was helping children transition from primary school to high school. Um, previous to that, in 2009, I won um, Vet in School Student of the Year, so Vocational Education Training Student of the Year for Tasmania, which was, which was a really good boost and um, definitely a good resume. Um, edition. and Then in 2013, I won Tasmanian Trainee of the Year. So that was really exciting as well. From that, um, I then went on to the Nationals, where I was offered to apply for an Australian Overseas Foundation Scholarship. Uh, And that's what led me to then um, win that scholarship, which was, you know, something that I'm extremely proud of. And I then had to find my own um, job abroad overseas. Um, and with my passion for racing and my passion for autism, I came across Austin Riley's story. Uh, and he and his uh, family started racing with autism in Canada. Um, and I sent them a Facebook message of all things and said, Hey, this is me, this is who I am, this is what I do. I have this opportunity to go overseas. Do you know of any? Jobs. Um, his dad replied and said, come and work with us. And then three days later my flights were booked. A couple of months later I was on a plane, and the whole racing with autism journey started there. So that was the start to it. And um, you know, I've never done anything else really apart from being in the autism world since I was 16. So it's something that I've dedicated a, a fair chunk of my life to.
1: That's a fantastic story. And it's a great inspiration to others that if you have a dream, go after it. Not only have you gone after it and followed that passion with all of the work studies that you've undertaken, but you've achieved greatness along the way but, You know, with those awards that you received. It's because of your due diligence, your passion and your enthusiasm to make a difference in the area that you felt compelled to which is really exciting for anybody. It doesn't matter what, what job it is, what passion you have, what career, follow your passion, follow your dreams and just keep working as hard as you can to be the best version of yourself that you can and you'll get there. And it's all just led beautifully, hasn't it, to, to something that you do that is really important that makes a massive difference. So congratulations for that. And as, uh, from there, being in Canada, you moved back to Tassie mm-hmm. and you became founder and director of Racing with Autism in Tasmania, as we said a little bit earlier, Other known, otherwise known as RWAA or is there a...
0: So, yeah, it's actually Racing with Autism Australia. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah. we... Um, I came home, I settled for a few years, I gained um, lots of experience within the NDIS because that sort of all launched just before I was moving overseas and obviously that's such a big part of the disability industry um, and for people who live with disabilities now because that is their funding model and their structure behind the way that they can be supported. So I got some background on that. worked in a in a in a position where I could gain as much knowledge as I could there. Uh, and then um, I had my son um, as well. Um, and he was born with a couple of health complications. So I found myself doing um support work and, and gaining um, that little bit of um, independence back into growing my career again, which has always been something that's really important to me. Then last year, um, just after Tasmania, basically after we come out of our main COVID lockdown, um, I thought to myself, what is it that I actually am really passionate about? And what what made my time in Canada as amazing as it did? Um, I would jump back there and, and go back into that life in a heartbeat. And I'm a big believer of you know where you belong and you know what you're good at Um, and I think I really found that when I lived in Canada and I thought you know my option's not there you know my family's here my son's here his dad's here I don't want to take him away from any of that but how can I bring that here I had a conversation with the Riley family in Canada especially Austin's dad Jason and he said you always said, "How cool would it be to have racing with autism in Australia and do your own version?" So, racing with autism is based in Canada. is based around Austin's story, and and they sponsor another child on the spectrum um, every racing year. Where here, it could be about you know one or two or three people on the spectrum that are involved in motorsport. So, I have a fairly big following on social media and. I popped a post up and said, you know, something exciting is about to happen. Jess benja has got an idea. When she gets an idea, it's always a pretty big one. (laughs) Um, And I got a lot lot of messages like, "What, what are you up to, Jess? And then from there, I got my first couple of races across Australia that were interested in being involved. So we got our logo, we got our Facebook page, my goal really um, last year in June, so it was June 2020 that I launched Racing with Autism Australia, was to support five people on the spectrum um, that are involved in motorsports and um, yeah, that has blown completely um, out. So it's become something way bigger than I ever expected it to be, but that's something I'm also really proud of.
1: That's fantastic. So awesome. What's the overarching purpose of aWA uh, You talked about helping people on the spectrum. Uh, what's the bigger purpose?
0: The big purpose is to teach people and give people knowledge around the autism spectrum one in four boys are diagnosed um, with autism in australia and and we're seeing um rates of of females and girls being diagnosed more now as well so it's about preventing um preventing the bullying preventing um the non acceptance and the disinclusion of people who are on the on the spectrum and and we really have three core parts to Racing with Autism Australia now. Number one is supporting our racers who are on the spectrum as, as best we possibly can. Number two is to create that awareness, acceptance and knowledge by sharing our racist stories, by running educative sessions to community groups Um, and number three is to be present, to be present in the community, to go to large events and to provide a space for people on the spectrum where they feel as though they're safe and that they can come there and and, um, feel like, you know, they're not going to be judged if they need to um, have a meltdown or if they're overwhelmed and all those sorts of things. So I guess my idea started with let's do... Race with Autism Australia and support people on the spectrum across the country that race to let's share their stories, let's um, bring them all together to, um, yeah, give as much knowledge to the community as we possibly can.
1: I believe it all took off much faster than you expected.
0: Absolutely. So um, we get inquiries weekly. I've got now i got a whole team around me that support because I work full-time, I'm a single mum, um, I've got Racing With Autism Australia, which, which is my passion, it's what makes me excited. Um, but, you know, I've got somebody that's um, in control of events. I've got somebody that helps with um, sponsorships and intake of new races and, and keeping me on track. Um, so we now have 28 races across the country Um, involved in motorsport genres of all sorts, um, as well as BMX. So that's racing. And um, we have weekly Zoom sessions with all the races. We've created um, a community and what most of the races actually say, a family and a team that they finally feel as though they're a part of something, Um, and that's something that makes me really proud to listen to that or to read that. You know, they'll pop on Facebook I finally feel accepted. I'm a part of a team and it's, yeah, it's very special.
1: It's a wonderful network that you've created. I think that's brilliant. What's the age range of those you support? And I guess there's a range uh, on the spectrum that you work with.
0: Yeah, we, we're so open, like I said, um, to, to one of my good friends, Renee, the other day, we're we're so lucky to have such a broad range. So our youngest racer is eight um, and our eldest racer is 40. So we have a a range. So our um, adult racers are great mentors and great friends for our younger racers, but our younger racers bring the passion and the enthusiasm and the life to our adult racers, which is so cool. Just on the weekend, two of our adult racers who are both involved in different types of racing themselves went along in Brisbane to watch one of our younger racers race BMX. You know, and that's something that wouldn't have happened if we didn't start this. So this young man who um, has felt quite alone sometimes in racing and not understood had two people that he really looks up to go out and watch him race. So um, we have a broad range. The autism spectrum is a spectrum, you know. There's, um, it's so diverse. So we have a lot of diversity within our team as well, which is really great because um, it it helps us to teach and educate about what people do go through day to day when they're living on the spectrum.
1: Yeah, absolutely brilliant. We have a family member that has high functioning autism, mm-hmm. so we know to a degree how difficult it is to engage with others. And it's one of those uh, difficulties uh, for us. It's hard, harder for people to see the difference. It's uh, unless you have, um, if you're high functioning, you don't have physical signs that you know, have a disability or whatever it is. So, and people are very intolerant of those that are a little bit different to them. And I think we're, making good progress and good steps. But we have a long way to go for uh, understanding, as you said before, that people may be a little bit different, need slightly different, whether it be physical, emotional or otherwise, different approaches and different requirements and needs to that which uh, the majority of people have. So we fully understand the value of what you're doing I guess there are different levels of the, on the spectrum as well of people within that 28 group that you work with or the network. Uh, how difficult is that as part of your group?
0: Yeah, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult, probably um, at times for me especially because I'm changing the way that I'm approaching each of our races to how they need to be approached personally. And there's quite a few of these races that I've never actually met face-to-face before. So because we're all over Australia, I did um, get to go to Brisbane in April and on one day met nine of our racers, um, which was really exciting. It is hard. You you, you know, you're changing your role and how you're speaking to and how you're um, giving advice. And it comes down to not even just the autism diagnosis, but their racing as well. So um, you know if they want sponsorship advice for motocross you know I'm changing the way I'm thinking about that too we have 28 listed races but we have about 10 uh, races who aren't quite ready to come out in the public yet and being the public eye and and that's totally fine and that's an option that we um, provide as well because we're here to support it's not all about being on social media and putting your name out there we also have a family that we're working with whose child is, you know, level two, level three on the spectrum, which isn't quite as high functioning. Um, and we, that's a work in progress to get them involved in motorsports. So um, building a go-kart that they can just look at, they can touch the tyres, they can sit in it, they can get out, just becoming more comfortable and familiar we, as I said, we get inquiries nearly daily, and they'll be often a different inquiry, something along the lines of, you know, my child's interested in going to a racetrack to watch, but they have sensitivity to noise. What do you suggest? You know, so lots of those sort of things that, um, yeah, such a broad range of what we're, we're doing. Uh, it's hard sometimes to put everything into the concepts that I would like to, um, to the scale of things. But I've also got a personal trait of mine is, okay, this is exciting, let's do this now. A few people have, have tamed me down a little bit and said, we <laughs> can do this but we'll do it over time, which is, which is great.
1: Well, I think there's a good blend there because I think you've got to be proactive but also sometimes a little realistic.
0: Yes, absolutely. In terms
1: of your dreams, never stop dreaming and dream big. Yeah, it sounds like a wonderful blend that you have with your team. What levels of competition or sections of racing are there with uh, Racing with Autism Australia?
0: Yeah, so we've got got motocross races. Our motocross races are actually both in Tasmania, which is really cool. So I'm quite often at the motocross track supporting them um, and they are both under the age of um 13 so um one of them races state rounds um so that's you know the highest level of motocross that you can get in tasmania and at the moment he's currently sitting about fifth in the championship which is which is really amazing our other young motocrosser who is um building up his confidence he wins very frequently at his at his junior track so that's great then we have Oh, many, many Ashfeld go-karters. So, I have off the top of my head, there'd be about 15 um, of our races that are Ashfeld go-karters. They're spread from um, Hobart, Tasmania to Ipswich, Queensland. We have a young man in New South Wales, in Adelaide, um, Victoria, you name it. So, and they all race either, they might just race their local club rounds, they might race state national level everybody um is sort of doing different things we also have um as i mentioned before our bmx racer who's very talented um we have lots of dirt speedway races too which um is my forte that's the most background that i come from so I was really excited to get those guys on board, and they range from Speedway carts to Speedway Junior sedans to Speedway Junior Formula Five Hundreds to Speedway Outlaw carts. So it is a range of motorsports that we um that we have yeah on our team, which is really cool.
1: Sounds very also, very cool. Yeah,
0: it is. We also have um a young I shouldn't call him a young man, a, a, an adult um who is from Tasmania and he is heavily involved in i racing so he races um online and in a large um more or less the online V8 supercar champ- championship is how i put it and that's really cool uh he gives such good insight to our other racers who are who are starting to do Simulated racing. Um, lots of them are in COVID lockdown at the moment, so he has been a massive mentor for for our um, younger racers, which is which is great.
1: It is great. You've talked about your mentors and the volunteers. What are and you know, you've talked about their roles? How many would you have helping across a year?
0: It's slowly started to build up. Uh, Renee, who I mentioned earlier, she was actually the friend of mine who um, led me to the original Racing with Autism Facebook page. So if it wasn't for her even pointing me in that direction, I don't even know that we would be here. So she's heavily involved. I've only got to say, can you do this? And she does it for me. We have Zoom every Monday night. I can't I can't always be there as much as I'd like to, um, but she, she'll step in and run that and, and guide the races um, one of our races is actually my nephew, so my sister is heavily involved. Uh, he's working his way into building his confidence to race. So she does lots of our, when we get a new racer, she helps, you know, with forms just so we can keep track of who we've got and where we've got them and all those sort of things. Um, a co-worker of mine helps a lot with the um, setting up of the future and what's, what's going to happen and where RWAA is actually going to go. Um, and he is excellent. And then we have two mentor races, so people who are involved in motorsports that have an interest in what we're doing. One of those is a young girl. She's 18. She's um, doing the same course that I did when I was at college, which is exciting for me. She's currently actually doing her work placement with me, so that's really nice. Um, and she races V8 sprint cars, and she's a great um leader and mentor for our races as well so we get people are constantly asking how can they be involved which is which is great but sometimes we have to scale it down because it becomes more people for me to manage um and um and give direction to so it's yeah the support we have is huge
1: huge responsibility on your shoulders the more the bigger it grows the more you have to do and be across and as you say you're a single mum you've got a got a job to do as well as your passion so that is extraordinary and sometimes i think we take for granted the amount of work that people do on our behalfs and on the behalf of the community that we're maybe not directly as individuals involved with so thank you so much and congratulations for all that it really is extraordinary and you must have built a really wonderful camaraderie and friendship with all those that you're supporting or involved with
0: they they're my best friends like I just and there's not a day that goes by that I don't speak to at least one of them or three or four or five of them or every Monday night we hop on zoom and we have up to 25 of us on zoom Uh, we have a racer of the night so um, one of our races always um, gives a little talk and 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 talks about um how their racing started and you know shares photos and just even for Zoom, seeing how far some of our younger uh, racers have come. One of our youngest, um, he would never communicate. He was on there but camera off, never said anything. To now, he's like hand up hi, everyone, I'm here, and, you know, I get messages from his parents um, when we're on Zoom saying, Jess, like, this is amazing. He's interacting with others. He's socialising. He wants to share his story. So it is it is a big responsibility, but it, I see it as it was my idea and I will go with it and, you know, maybe one day it's something that I might be able to just do. Um, and it's setting up a future as well as I see for my son, who's only three, who we go to racetracks on a weekend and one of our motocrosses, Corey, is become my son's hero and and how nice is that, you know. So my son's three and he's already on motorbikes. It's in his blood, racing's in our blood and and he looks up to our racing with autism races and I can't marks for any more than that.
1: Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Speaking of love, uh, you may have partly already answered it, but what do you love most about RWAA?
0: I think that I've been able to continue um, sort of what I learned from in Canada and bring it to my home country. What I love the most is that I've been able to make the Riley family in Canada proud because we've we've been able to create something here. From their idea and from Austin's amazing story, and we in a couple of weeks um, we're actually releasing a full-length documentary about the trip that we did around North America in 2015, where we traveled nearly 30,000 kilometers in a race trailer. Um, there was five of us, and we spoke to thousands and thousands of Americans and Canadians about Austin's story, and. Um, so that's we, we're doing an Australian premiere, obviously, because I couldn't go to the Canadian one here in a couple of weeks. And um, what, what makes me proud is we've been able to give something to these races that they ha- didn't have before, and that was to feel as though they are a part of something and to feel, and feel as though they are a part of a team and that they've got friendships for life. And not just from me, it's from the people that they've met, um, and that's that's super special.
1: It is super special. It's uh, absolutely fabulous. Now, I believe, uh, and I was well, before I asked this question, COVID must have had an impact on some of the things that you would have liked to have done, and of course, some of the racing in some of the states as well over the last eighteen months. That must be frustrating.
0: Yeah, it is frustrating. We had a Renee and I had a, a trip planned to go to New South Wales. Um, where we were going to um, obviously watch some racing, be there, really gain some awareness about us because we haven't had the biggest response from New South Wales and we know that that we can be more dominant there. And, um, you know, currently our Victorian and New South Wales races haven't hit a track for a long time. And what people don't understand is that when somebody on the spectrum enjoys something and they like something, they want to do that all the time, and that's what brings them happiness. That's where they come. That's where they feel, you know, the least anxious and all those sort of things. So, you know, I'm really, really feeling for them, and we try and do things as much as we can. So um, for our Racer of the Nights, we've made sure that it's, you know, the, the young racer tonight, Daniel, he's in New South Wales. So we're like, Daniel's going to be Racer of the Night because it's given him something to actually look forward to, um, to do. In Tasmania, we haven't been as affected, touch wood. Like, we have been really lucky. Um, but as far as me going to the mainland like I had planned, um, even for school presentations in our races, schools and stuff, it's just it, it can't happen at the moment. And and that's okay as well because it does give me more time to build it up so that when we can do it, we can do it well and it's and it's not rushed. So yeah. Um, yeah, COVID, I mean, who hasn't it impacted really? It's, it's one of those things and we'll get through it. And, um, you know, it's been something that uh, the team have been able to bond over as well because we've given them um, a group to socialise in. They've got their own private Facebook page where they chat. and Yeah, it's, it's really good.
1: Fantastic. I believe that you also do some motor racing yourself. Can you tell us a little bit more?
0: Yeah, not so much in the in the past couple of years due to due to having my son and you know not being the mum racer. Um, but yeah, I raced dirt carts for um, a long time, and it wasn't something my parents were into or anything like that. I um, worked a summer job to to purchase my first car, and I put it together myself, and raced many years at the back. It wasn't um, overly successful but I was passionate I loved it I was there every weekend um, and have some of my best friends came out of my time racing so um, my son's dad is heavily involved in racing and and we're really great friends and we traveled the country in speedway racing and I do lots of uh, work at one of the local tracks when the big races come Um, on the commentary team so interviewing drivers and all those sort of things so racing is a part of who I am and it's a passion that I found at a really young age and something that um, helped definitely obviously helps with with what we're doing and I was really lucky when I went to Canada that I was able to um, race when I was over there on Asheville which was completely different for me I was given opportunities that that were excellent and I came home and was completely different, was quite successful in my racing. Yeah, always sort of been about putting others before myself and I find more happiness out of helping our RWAA racers hit the track and and now um, supporting my son in his love for motorbikes, which is um, a little bit costly, but but good fun.
1: (laughs) I bet. (laughs) So not only have you been committed to supporting people on the spectrum for the past 12 years. We talked a little bit earlier about the experience that you've gained along the way in the various positions, the jobs and your passion uh, in that regard to helping people with autism. You've also got practical experience as a racer to help people through Racing with Autism Australia. So uh, You're sort of a pretty... Round and amazing young woman, aren't
0: you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I like to think that I, um, I mean, one of the things that I like is that if I go to a racetrack, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. I know my way around go karts quite well. Uh, the amount of go karts that I've pulled down and put back together, I've got that general knowledge there, especially speedway karts, because that's what I race. But When I was in Canada, um, you know, at the end of race nights, quite often I was doing tyre changes. I wasn't just Austin's personal assistant. I was there to assist as much as I possibly could in every way. So I do have um, some rounded knowledge there of racing and and how those sort of things work, even from just getting memberships and licences and and how sponsorship works, and what large organisations and businesses want to see to to support someone. So, we're involved in a in a genre of sport that is really expensive, and yeah. um, you know it's it's hard at times for families to keep their children or themselves on track. So, I definitely think that I've got the background knowledge in that, and I I try to use um, that knowledge to my advantage. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. You're currently also, a, uh, as we said earlier, learning support office with Ability. What's your role there and what do you actually uh,
0: do? Yeah, so I'm a trainee, um, trainer and assessor more or less. So I'm working through my qualification to be a qualified trainer and assessor, um, which what that means is I would be then qualified to um, train and assess vocational education training qualifications. And that's the pathway that I went down with my my learning and my qualifications to get where I am today so instead of being a student I'm going to be on oh on the other end as as the teacher slash trainer um, and that's something that I always knew that I wanted to go down and when avidity um, had you know the position vacant I was ready for that for that step last year so it's coming up to 12 months they are the most flexible people to work for they thoroughly understand where I am with Racing with Autism Australia my direct manager and um, one of the business owners was at the Young Achiever Awards with us that night they're heavily involved in what I do and know that um, I guess that that that's my passion but they also know how career orientated I am and how I want to get to a certain um, point so um, I assist People with qualifications anywhere from a cert three in individual support in disability to a diploma in community services um so covering um, at the moment four qualifications so certificate fours as well and assisting around 120 learners and wow. on the north mainly on the northwest coast of tasmania but i'm heavily supported and i currently work from home which is really good too but i spend a lot of my time on the road yeah it's it's been really good for me it's been career move that I needed Um, but it's also Avidity themselves have um, you know they're flexible they um, are very aware of my position um, with RWAA and and they're super supportive.
1: Well big shout out to Avidity thank you team for being so supportive of Jess and Jess you mentioned you're on the road a bit and I had this vision of you in this dirt car tearing (laughs) up the roads tearing down the, the highway and, uh, you know, doing burnouts. And, uh, sorry, it's very bad vision, very naughty. But, no, shout out to your team. And what you're doing, you're making a huge difference. And what, how beautifully does that complement your work with racing, with Autism Australia? As you said, it all come together. Your whole life has been about making a difference. And you had a passion and a vision of where you want to go, what you want to do. And you must be very proud of yourself and very happy with what you've achieved. I know we're our own worst critics and we all always think we should be doing more, but what you've done is really super fantastic. So congratulations for that. Thank you. You're a confident and outgoing person. I think we're probably starting to uh, understand on this podcast, having a chat with our listeners, that you're quite confident. You speak very well, which is awesome. But you love public speaking as well and supporting the dreams of others, which is very commendable. Can you tell us if you had any memorable public speaking engagements or uh, has there been someone that's really shown how much they've benefited from your support?
0: Yeah, look, I one of the most memorable for me was not long after I come home from Canada and, and the college that I went to who put me through my certificate three in community services Um, nominated me for Tasmanian Student of the Year in 2009 contacted me and said would I go and do more or less their guest speaker at their massive end of year awards ceremony and you know we're talking in Tasmania uh, we're not a massive place but um, you know college of over 2,000 students so it was really quite it was really quite special to be that person that they recognized had a story and could be inspiring and and um, I'd, I'd come back from Canada and I was probably a little bit flat at that point in time because I had, you know, I had to come home and, and re find myself. And that was probably the spark to get me up and going again. And um, that I walked away from that feeling um, as though, you know, my story wasn't finished and I had so much more to offer. So having people stand and clap at the end of that um, that speech, which I'm one of these people that don't prepare something. I am known for how much I talk. I'm known for being quite loud and out there, and and having a sense of humour. And I I, I'm I'm a realist. I want to be real. I want people. I you know, and a lot of people don't know actually. I deal with quite bad anxiety myself. You have me walking to a supermarket, and I'll feel anxious put me in this, on a stage in front of 2,000 people and I'm comfortable and people say, how, how is that even possible? Like, yeah. um, And it was actually this year when I was announced the winner of the Service to the Disability Sector Award at the Young Achiever Awards. It was the first time that I went with a prepared speech because it was that award probably out of all the awards that I've won meant the most to me. And I think that was because, you know, I had had a rough couple of years and and um, I was finding myself again and and it was like that recognition of the hard work and the, the effort that I've put in for so long. And that was the one that I really wanted. And I don't know that I've ever fully cried, but I cried during that speech because... Um, I think everything changes when you become a parent as well because you want your child to be proud of you and you want, you know, little Jarman's got, he's just turned three, he's got no idea. But, you know, it's something that he can watch later on in life and say, you know, that's that's my mum. And um, I think that, yeah, I think that's pretty special to me. In America, going to massive colleges and standing up and and helping Austin share his stories. When we started the whole idea in Canada, Austin was um, fifth. 14 going on 15. Um, and he he wasn't that eager. He he had a lot of anxiety about going into these new places. And when we started the big tour, he would sit down and nod and wave and he'd sign his autographs, and that was all halfway through the tour, we couldn't get the microphone off him. So <laughs> he and now he stands in front of thousands of people and shares his story across the world. He's been invited all over the world. Austin, I've brought Austin to Australia twice and in 2016 we did um, a presentation in Canberra which was involved and in, in organised by the Australian Training Awards and the, the, basically the people who helped me get the scholarship and Austin and I sat there together and or I even spoke about how you know we'd love to have racing with autism in Australia and and that that was really powerful. And I watch that quite often. It was videoed. And if I'm feeling like a bit flat, I'll quite often get that out and just see how far Austin and myself have come. Yeah.
1: Well, I think to be successful and to learn and grow, you've got to come face to face with your fail- failures. You have to accept them. How have the lessons that you've learned so far helped you to cope and grow?
0: I've um, probably been thrown a few spinners that I didn't want in life uh, and a few challenges and, and a couple of those have been dealing with the loss of um, one, a co-worker, to, um suicide um, when I was quite young and, and I found, you know, I found that really tough but I also found that very inspiring and I quite often thrive off of, that tragedy that I had to um, continue to make um, progress and to make people happy and to show people that that they belong and and have somewhere to belong to. I also lost a good friend of mine in a car accident when I was young as well, and he he was bound to be a um, a sportsman at the Olympics. Like he was a very very talented young man, and I found inspiration from him not getting those opportunities and me thinking I I want to take those. There's so much to my childhood in my story. I, I was that I was that kid that wouldn't go to their friend's house because they would get homesick. And I think I was about 15 when I had my first ever sleepover. So for me to pack up and move overseas was was huge. That was massive for me. But um, it was those continuous reminders that I've got these opportunities and I'm going to take them because others don't have these opportunities and I'm so lucky and I'm so fortunate. And one of the biggest things is that, you know, I come from a small town, a small country primary school, and I want others to see that it doesn't matter where you come from, that you can be someone and you can create a life for yourself regardless. And then in the recent years, having my son who was born incredibly unwell and and we were told that he potentially wouldn't make it and that he has um, ongoing health conditions. Now, I have um, honestly really struggled with that over the last three years because it's um, completely put me off having any more children. It's also inspired me to, to create the most out of what we have and the time that we have. And I think in this day and age, we have to take every opportunity we do Um, I've definitely come from, uh, in the last few years, somebody who at times was quite sad and and, and quite down and and, um, have found my love and my passion again. And I've always said, I've always said in my speeches, it's never been about me. It's been about the people that I work with and the people that I work with have created me to be the person that I am. That's something that I'm always thankful for. And if it wasn't for Racing with Autism Australia the last year, not sure how we would have gone through COVID and, and all those sort of things because it keeps me motivated. It, it gets me up every morning and, and um, keen to see what um, our racers have for me every day, all their messages.
1: And I think it seems to me that you've been able to turn sorrow into success. You've been able to turn... Um, misfortune or disadvantage into opportunity, and you've really looked on the positive side of things wherever you can, and I really think that's so important for all of us. It's so easy to feel down, to think negatively, to dwell rather than say, well, I am in a position where I can do something Mm -hmm. someone else may not have been able to do, and it's my responsibility to take up that challenge and do what they have not been able to do for whatever reason. So, again, you know, I think you're such a great role model for everybody because of all that you do. And what are your future plans and goals? You're such an inspirational person.
0: I really want to continue with my current career. I want to um, be the best vocational trainer that I can be. At the same time, I really want race with autism to to be a future, not just for me, but for the races as well. If we can create a program that can eventually have them employed, that eventually can have you know them having experiences that they may not have experienced before. If we can um, if we can travel, you know, we're already starting to to build really great connections. We have an ongoing relationship with a large V8 supercar team and their owner who I can't give away too much, but we're about to have a media release about our collaboration with them, which is a massive step.
1: Awesome. Um
0: and I think I'm open to what comes at me next. I'm I'm so close to a few different personal goals as well, um which in you know the next month or so um they're they're my priority. But yeah, obviously um continuing my career but making racing with autism as big and as best as it can be so that the right people are affected by it and affected in a good way so if I can create a a program more or less that my nephew who may not um, be able to gain let's call it general employment if we can create something for him where he's got something that he's passionate about that he can go into um, later on in life then You know, that's excellent. And not just for him because he's my nephew, but for everybody in Racing With Autism, they've all got something to offer. And, you know, how cool would it be if they were all doing a couple of speaking engagements a week at their local schools or or something like that? And they won't always need me to be there. You know, they'll grow into their own people and into their own parts of Racing With Autism as we all grow together.
1: But then there'll be others that'll come through.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, no, fantastic. But well, you talked about being winning the Tasmanian Young Achiever Award, the Tadback Print Service to the Disability Sector Award, and you were, not, you were nominated not just for your achievements with um, RWA, it was also for your personal significant achievements and those that you make a contribution towards on the autism spectrum or generally and through your work. And I think you shared a little bit of a highlight there that, one of the owners of the company and your direct line manager came to the event with you. It must have been a real thrill for them and for RWAA, and a real val- uh, validation of what you do within those organisations.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it was um, obviously quite public that I was a finalist, and and everybody at work knew. And I also had a co-worker come as well. So my um, Mum, my stepdad, my sister was there, Renee, one of my good friends, Sarah. And then, yeah, I have a really special young man in my life whose name's Ethan. He is a young man with Down syndrome. Um, I've worked with him since he was in grade seven. We spend time together weekly, normally on a Thursday afternoon. And he is my light of, of every week. He, he brings something to my life that um, is different to the autism world that takes me away from everything else that I do, and you know we go out for lunch and we take photos and we we have we have fun. And he's also a great role model and um, male figure in my son's life as well. So Ethan and his mum come along to the awards dinner as well, and they're a family that have supported me for a very long time now, and 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 what I do and recently put together a promo video for Skills Taz on um, the achievements of people that have gone through vocational training and Ethan and one of my race with autism races were a part of that video um, so he is one special young man and quite often um, even today to my personal email I've had a couple of people reach out to me just to ask if I can um, give them advice on a couple of different things and it's quite often that I am approached within the community um, for advice around all sorts of, all sorts of different things um, and I always try um, my best to, to help as many people as I can but a lot of the time, a lot of work that I do is voluntary and, and unpaid and, and that's how I want it to be because if I've got a, um, got a knowledge basket there that people want to use, then I'm going to share that the best I can.
1: Fantastic. You talked to a little bit earlier about being in tears on the awards night, particularly when you won the award and what a thrill it was, and uh, it's really rewarding to hear that from our perspective as organisers, to know not that we made you cry was rewarding, but uh, to know that people hold the award with such high regard and it makes such a difference for them personally and the feeling of... Adulation and, as I said before, validation of what you do is really thrilling for us too as organisers. And I don't know that if people are thinking about making a nomination on behalf of someone, they think about the bigger picture of how many others are on the journey that Mm. benefit and are part of that recognition as well as you're talking about. It's not just the people that you might be involved with, it's your broader family, friends, network, work, colleagues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's such, and the same with sponsors. I'm not sure that we ever get across fully the full benefits of a nomination. Purely just to be nominated is a thrill, but to go on then become a semi-finalist, finalist, and uh, if you're lucky enough to win an award, is such a far-reaching impact, and hopefully ongoing impact for the work that our winners and our finalists do in the community to make a difference is is such a a beautiful thing and we're such privileged people to be able to work in the industry as a you to make a difference for others in the community. Was there something that stands out to you about the Awards Gala presentation dinner held, of course, in May at Rest Point? has uh, been really special that you'll never forget.
0: That night, the finalists were all outside the room. Um, I met a young lady by the name of Bron, and she was nominated for um, uh, another award in a different category. It was, correct me, I'm not sure of the exact name, but Transition to Work um, yes. for a Young Person with a Disability. She was a finalist there, and she won the um People's Choice Award and yeah. she was standing outside and, and me being me I struck up a conversation with her and her mum before we went in for the the finalist brief and, and I looked at Bron's mum and said "I'll oh, I'll take Bron in like she'll come with me and and we um you know did the the finalist brief together and and when we went back out I sort of explained what was said to her mum and her dad and And I think probably one of the proudest things for me was seeing the pure joy when she won the People's Choice Award. Like, it just, like, how amazing is that to see someone so beautiful and so talented recognized for me was just amazing. And then the next day, when I popped on social media, which was quite busy for me, Mm -hmm. um, and seeing that Bronze Mum on their business page, on their on their coffee business page had actually thanked me for taking Bron in and but uh, it's I just I guess it's something that comes natural to me that if you see somebody that you know it's a good opportunity to give mama you know 5 minutes to herself or for Bron to have a bit of independence to go in there and to have that recognized by somebody was was actually really quite remarkable for me so there were so many amazing people there that night, so many amazing finalists. A young man that was a finalist in my category, I actually come across him the other day. He almost looked like he was a bit starstruck. And, <laughs> and I was uh, I was starstruck by him because um, he's a young man on the spectrum who has gone into to support work and supporting others himself. And it would have been great to see him in the other category I think, um, you know, he would have done really well in that one and, and I've spoke to the people that nominated him and they actually said, oh, we should have put him in the other one. So they recognise that now but um, when he said, oh, you you won and I, I said to him, you know, but I'm um, inspired and amazed by you as a person. I've never actually felt like I wanted something. I'll, I've always liked to be acknowledged and that I really, really was excited to win Young Achiever Awards and I think it's something that I will forever. I've actually recently started packing my house because I'm moving to my new house on the weekend and I've packed all my trophies but I haven't packed my Young Achiever one yet because that's going to go in the car because I'm a bit protective <laughs> of that one at the moment.
1: <laughs> oh, that's beautiful to hear. Very, very exciting. And Young Achiever nominations are now open across the country for this uh, new program and if anybody would like to find out, how to nominate someone, or about how to support the awards financially as a sponsor or otherwise, head to awardsaustralia.com for more information. And as you've heard from Jess, it's very well worth, worthwhile to nominate or nominate someone and help change someone's life. Do you have any other interests or hobbies, Jess?
0: I don't have much time for anything else, um, if I'm honest. But I, yeah, I spend in the summer. Um, I'm every weekend I'm at a racetrack or I'm I'm doing something I'm passionate about what I'm passionate about I love my family I love traveling which obviously we can't do that much of at the moment but um yeah I just I like to make people happy so the more I can do that the, the happier I'll be I think
1: makes sense what's something we might not know about you
0: I guess I probably let it out of the bag. It's not something I've said too much publicly before is that I, I deal, I do deal with anxiety issues. Um, and I don't think that that's something I'm becoming more and more confident to speak about because I'm starting to learn that maybe, um, you know, people might who who also have um, anxiety can look at me and say, oh, you know, she's been able to overcome those sort of things. And it's actually from my time working with others that I've been able to recognise that, that I do have anxiety. And I think that's been a really big thing for me. Yeah. Aside from that, I guess something that I'm a really quite a public and open person. So there's It's more of what you see is what you get type thing with me. And, you know, my sister and I were talking the other day um, about how different we are as people. And and one of the things that I said to her is that people who achieve publicly are no better or um, no more talented or no more, you know, they don't deserve any accolades anymore that somebody that achieves privately in a more private way and and I'm I've certainly been more public and and sort of out there than what my sister has and she just recently won the assistant manager of the year award for BCF Australia which is great and she had to have a photo for the paper (laughs) she was all shy about it and I don't want to do it where I'd be like jumping in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. I guess it it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are how confident you are or everybody's achievements deserve to be recognised. For me, though, it's been about if my name can be recognised, then what we're doing with RWAA is getting recognised too because my name goes with Racing with Autism Australia and that's truly what's important to me.
1: I think that's a good way to think about it because we do have a tall poppy syndrome in Australia and that's such a shame where people who stand up, and not afraid to acknowledge that what they do is really important or really good gets shouted down. And that's a tragedy because there's so much good happening that needs to be told. And that's what we're all about is telling stories, stories, good stories, positive stories, and we need that more than ever.
0: Absolutely. And I've definitely had the comment of, oh, another one, as in like a, another nomination, another award. And, and I've always put it back to these people is, this isn't about me looking good. This isn't about me wanting to be, um, you know, in the public eye. It's, it's never been about that. It's it's about the programs, it's about the awards, it's about the inspiring others to do things. It's it's about people being recognized and race with autism Australia being recognised now on a broader scale and even having this opportunity to share my story. It wouldn't have happened if I wasn't in nominated for those awards. So, lots people have different opinions and um, different theories, but I think it's I think it's really great.
1: And I think if everybody had in mind one word, the world would be a far better place, and that is kindness. Mm-hmm. If we're all kind in our thinking, we would there'd be a lot less bullying. There'd be a lot less negativity, particularly on social media. Uh, So, anyway, we're we're sidetracking slightly there because what we're talking about, what you do, is so uplifting. Do you have any other words of wisdom for our listeners?
0: Uh, I think one of the biggest quotes that I've um, ever, ever worked off is, the future belongs to the people who believe in the beauty of their dreams. I actually got it from a racing movie years ago, believe it or not, and it's something that I've worked towards. If I've got a dream, I'm going to chase it, and that's that's going to be my future.
1: Absolutely spot on. I, I love that quote, and I think you've lived that experience. You've lived that movie quote yourself through your whole life, I think, which is a real testament to how much it meant to you when you heard it and how you followed it. So, Jess, where can our listeners connect with you online? Your story is amazing, and I'm sure there are many who want to learn more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're really quite big on Facebook. So you can find us on Facebook at Racing With Autism Australia. Um, We're on Instagram at Racing With Autism Australia. Our website is a work in progress. Um, But that's also there and that's www.racingwithautismaustralia.com.au or you can contact me at Jess, so J-E-S-S-R-W-A-A at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from anybody that's interested to know more about us or how you might want to be involved.
1: Jess, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. You are an absolute inspiration. Really appreciate you sharing some of your story today for us to learn more about Racing with Autism Australia. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much.
1: I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award? Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network, because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe and remember, together we make a difference.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye
1: for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.